Wednesday, August the 26th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Ant Group's big IPO and China and America trade talks. First, the world in brief. Ant Group, the financial services arm of Alibaba, a Chinese e-commerce giant, filed for an IPO in Hong Kong and Shanghai. The group, owned by Jack Ma, reportedly hopes to raise $30 billion by selling around 15% of its shares. Such an offering would value it at more than $200 billion and rival Saudi Aramco's record-breaking $29 billion IPO last year. America and China held talks on the implementation of their Phase 1 trade agreement. Originally scheduled for August 15th, negotiations had been postponed by President Donald Trump amid rising tensions between the countries. Robert Lighthizer, America's trade representative, said they discussed greater protection for intellectual property rights and removing Chinese barriers to American agricultural products and financial services. A judge in America ruled that Apple can continue to block Epic Games' Fortnite from its app store. Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers said that Epic's offer of a discount for purchases through its own website had breached its agreement with Apple, which takes 30% of revenue generated from in-app purchases. Apple cannot, however, block Unreal Engine, Epic's software used by other apps. Africa continued to be rid of wild polio not 10 years after Nigeria alone accounted for half the world's cases. Vaccines were first developed against the incurable disease in the 1950s. With 95% of Africans immunised, the wild virus has been eliminated, though one derived from vaccines still persists. Afghanistan and Pakistan are the only countries left with it. Creditors of Virgin Atlantic endorsed a £1.2 billion, $1.6 billion rescue plan. The airline had looked likely to run out of cash next month, but now looks to have enough to see it through until the end of 2021. The deal may save 6,500 jobs. No such luck for American Airlines staff. It announced 19,000 furloughs and layoffs. Jacob Blake, a black man whom police shot in the back in Kenosha, Wisconsin on Sunday, is paralysed from the waist down, his father told reporters. Unrest over the shooting swept the city for a third night. Demonstrators burned buildings and cars and the National Guard was brought in to protect critical infrastructure, according to Wisconsin's governor, Tony Evers. And Russia's government dismissed demands from Germany and the European Union to investigate the circumstances surrounding the illness of opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who was transferred to a German clinic on Saturday. The clinic says he might have been poisoned, but the Kremlin insists that until this is proven, there is no reason for any inquiry. And now here's today's agenda. Fresh gains. The soaring S&P 500. For many observers, the initial reaction of stock market investors to the COVID-19 pandemic was logical. First, the S&P 500 index of the share prices of America's largest firms plummeted by a third as the disease spread globally and shuttered economies. As policymakers intervened, it recovered much of this lost ground. Now a third phase, in which the index rallied to all-time highs on August 18th and again on August 24th, has puzzled analysts and veteran investors alike. Bubbles in certain stocks, like Tesla or Nikola, two electric car companies, combined with a new zeal from retail investors, indicate that these new highs may be made of frothier stuff. But many who sounded cautious on the way up are throwing in the towel. Analysts from Morgan Stanley are recommending stocks for those who missed out on the recovery. If remorseful investors now pile in too, the stock market's gains may continue. 
and not-so-stealthy dispute, Israel and the Gulf. Talk of peace has been overshadowed by weapons of war. Mike Pompeo, America's Secretary of State, is on a week-long tour of the Middle East that started in Israel on Monday. Intended as a victory lap after the announcement on August 13th that Israel and the United Arab Emirates would open diplomatic relations, it has been clouded by a dispute over stealth planes. The UAE expects to receive advanced F-35s as part of the agreement with Israel. President Donald Trump seems willing to oblige, but Israel is unhappy. The only F-35 operator in the region, it is keen to preserve its military edge. One minister vows the UAE will not receive even one screw. Still, the heated dispute will not be enough to derail the agreement. Mr Pompeo hopes to persuade other Arab League states, such as Sudan and Bahrain, to follow suit, though presumably there will be no talk of F-35s. Fuel to the Flame California's Wildfires California's fire season has started early and with astonishing force. By August 24th, there had been over 7,000 wildfires in the state, burning 613,000 hectares, 2,366 square miles. The two largest conflagrations, one north of San Francisco, the other east of San Jose, are respectively the state's second and third largest on record. Climate change has a part to play. Average temperatures in many parts of the state, including Santa Clara County, which is being scorched by the largest of the fires, rose by 2 degrees between 1985 and 2018, roughly twice the global increase. This year, California had its driest February on record, though matters improved a bit later, leading to a build-up of flammable dead wood. But ill-judged policies have made the forests more vulnerable too. The decades-long approach of suppressing wildfires stops modest blazes from removing flammable undergrowth. The resulting fuel loading has turned California's forests into tinderboxes. Scandal without investigation? Corruption in Mexico For the first time, a Mexican official accused of corruption is promising to dob in some of the country's most powerful people in exchange for immunity. He is Emilio Lozoya, former boss of Pemex, the state oil company, and campaign advisor to Enrique Peña Nieto, president from 2012 to 2018. His leaked deposition describes a series of bribery schemes to fund Mr Peña's election campaign and to get energy reforms through the Senate. It is convenient news for Andreas Manuel López Obrador, Mexico's president, who has railed against the graft of his predecessors. Some think it too convenient. The only way to be sure of Mr Lozoya's claims is to hold a proper inquest. However, Mexico's prosecutors are notoriously poor at putting together investigative cases, and critics suspect that Mr López Obrador enjoys the simple pleasures of political theatre more than a long, hard slog to uphold the rule of law. The centre cannot hold. The Liberal Democrats' new leader. Can anyone lead Britain's Liberal Democrats back to electoral relevance? The ballot to take charge of the party closes today and the winner will be announced tomorrow. Sir Ed Davey is the favourite. Until recently, the party was an electoral dynamo, winning seats in the rural southwest of England, Scotland and university towns. They were also the junior partner in the coalition government of 2010 to 2015. But since then, they have fallen from 57 seats to just 11 and failed in last December's election to convert a backlash against the Brexit vote into seats in Parliament. Now the party faces a new threat in the form of Keir Starmer, the liberally-minded Labour leader. According to Ipsos Mori, a pollster, 4 in 10 voters who backed the Lib Dems last time around would now vote Labour. 
Finally, here's the quote of the day from Mother Teresa, who was born on this day in 1910. Let no one ever come to you without leaving better and happier. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.